Good afternoon, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. It's time for a sports offensive fantasy baseball special. All right. Well, good afternoon out there, everyone. We're happy to come to you with the Sports Offensive with our first fantasy roundup of the year. Uh, I do hope everyone can hear us, and this isn't going to be a wasted show. Thankfully, we've got ourselves on a backup recording here. Um, Not sure why this always seems to happen with fantasy shows, but I think it might be because we do these shows in prime time, and I think that's when Blog Talk maybe gets overloaded a little bit. So uh, anyway, thanks for joining us. Again, we are going to do our basically first roundup of the year. Uh, Other fantasy shows we've had have been about how to prepare yourself for the draft and then reviewing the draft we had in our league. And now we'd like to just kind of review baseball as a whole and kind of go over everything uh, that's been going on this year so far. The order that we kind of like to do the show is to basically cover uh, the top 10 most added and most dropped players in fantasy give you a buy or sell on those players, discuss when it's time to panic and when you should keep your cool with high talent, uh, how you should determine when to remove top talent from your lineup, bench them uh, because of underperformance, and then we will also review the top five players at every position and determine if they are a flash in the pan or a stalwart for the season. Can you believe in their performance? I've got, sitting across the uh, studio from me here, uh, Nate Dog of South Dakota. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today, Nate. Yeah, Mark, thanks for having me on. Um, always excited to talk fantasy baseball with you. Um, yeah, we got some great stuff to, to cover tonight, guys. We're going to, you know, Mark, as, as he said, we're going to kind of go over more of a strategy approach this time around as, op- as opposed to kind of recapping and, and preparing for the draft and, and that kind of thing. So excited to kind of really get into some stuff that can help out some other uh, fantasy players. Yeah, hopefully we can help you to maybe get past some of the frustration that you may be having early in the season. Uh, For the first time in a long time, I'm actually happy with my team. First time in probably, I don't know, three or four years. Yep. Uh, And that's a nice feeling to have. It makes baseball a lot more exciting and interesting. I'll tell you that much for sure. And... Uh, but I've, I've been through it a lot, and Nate's kind of going through it this year, although not so much of a uh, lack of scoring problem that I've had, as your team is one of the top, I think, four scores in the it's league. It's just matchups, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm 0-3, but I'm really happy with my team. And I've got some guys that have disappointed, but I think they are starting to turn the corner. Uh, you know, some of those high profile guys like a Chris Sale, which we'll get into him, I think, here at some <laughs> point. But um, yeah, so it is. And, you know, it's still early in the season. You know, there's 22 weeks. Uh, there's a lot left to happen, but you don't want to fall too far behind. So. That's a very good point. It's, it's week three. Maybe some leagues it's week four. Yeah. Uh, but should we, if your commissioner knows what they're doing, it should be week three. Right. And, you know, there's 21 to 22 weeks in a season. Mm hmm. Don't freak out too early. As we are going to discuss later, you also don't want to stick with somebody who's not helping you win. Um, A great player doesn't have to play every single week. And uh, maybe one of these, uh, I was hoping it would sound like a beer, but um, I'm trying to fool everybody, you know, having a nice uh, frosty beverage uh, after work. But 
It's actually just a soda. Imbibing. So, imbibing, yeah. Imbibing. Love to imbibe. And uh, for any of you out there who are uh, Game of Thrones fans, I just finished season seven. You know what? I didn't think that show was great the first, like, five years. I mean, I thought it was okay. But, I mean, it was worth watching. Yeah. But it wasn't great. I didn't understand the obsession. Man, this seven, season seven is outstanding. And this is the final season that's on right now? So season eight is the final season oh, right now. okay. I have I am not caught up yet. Okay. So I'm going to watch the first three episodes of season eight and try and get caught up oh, for cool. next Saturday. So Sunday. my wife Joanna and I just watched the first two episodes. Of Game of Thrones? Yeah. Well, that first episode's kind of a, a humdinger where you uh, get to see a little incest. And so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know the daughter of the Stark family, which is like the powerful family. Well, you'll see. Um, I've had, read. I've oh, read. she had sex on the episode. Yeah. You know, and so it was a and big. And she's hubbub. eighteen, right? She's twenty-two in real life. But I, mean, I don't know how old she's in the show. They said eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like it would matter back in those days. Right. It was like thirteen. But but that they didn't want to depict the, that. Of course, because, of course yeah. not. Yeah. All the hubbub and all the freak out and everything. Right. Anyway, we'll save that for an alien offensive <laughs> episode. But I do want to say that I, I'm I'm starting to understand some of the obsession, maybe. Um, just some really cool battles on the ice and stuff. So, um, so like I said, we're going to start off by doing a buy sell on the top ten added and dropped players in fantasy baseball. And what I mean by buy sell is, is it is it a per player worth picking up or worth dropping, or is it people jumping the gun? And of course, we can be wrong, right? I mean, we can say, oh, this guy's not going to be that great, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what do you know? He scored 675 points. Um, Nobody's 100 percent right in fantasy. So how dare you say that? Of course I am. Um, it reminds me of Jose Batista that I took a number of years ago when I had a really good team, dropped him because he had a couple of bad weeks. Then another guy picked him up and he had one of the seasons for the ages. Um, and another one that I was thinking of, um, oh, it jumped out of my, oh, Christian Walker. He's on the list here. Um, I picked him up in week one because he was having a nice little start. Didn't really do much the second week. Didn't really need him. I have a couple first basemen, so I dropped him. Another person in our league picked him up, and he's been a 35 Guess to 40 who? point player since. Well, of course we know who you, but we don't, <laughs> don't need to say it anymore on this podcast. All right, so number one on this podcast, and this is frustrating for me personally because I took the other first baseman, expecting a big year for O O'Hiri or O'Hain or Hearn. O'Hearn is that how you say O'Hearn? Think so. I, I'm terrible with the names. Um, I thought he was gonna have a nice little year, and he might still have a nice little year. He's not playing bad but he's not getting the, the lion's share of the time at first base in Kansas City. That is Hunter Dozier. Yep. Buy or sell? Well, it's a good question. This is the only one I'm not real clear on, to be honest. So he's, so, he's batting 324, seven homers, 12 ribbies, 17 strikeouts. Yeah, so right now, yes. I I'm I think what, what he's doing is probably going to be a little bit above what you can expect from him moving forward, but I do think he's a startable player, and I think if he doesn't yet, does he qualify at second base too? Uh, no, but he does qualify at third. Okay, and so I know he's been kind of playing all over, so it's a guy that can be versatile. You know, you can throw him in that uh, utility role, that DH, that corner infield, that middle infield. Um, I don't think he's a starting, like... So he, he has not started at all at second base. Okay, so now, just first so and third. third. It's first yeah. and third. Okay. Yeah. So you know, still some some position versatility there, but in my eyes, he's not like a top notch first or third baseman, like a top twelve guy that you're going to start at first or third on your team. Like I said, he's more of a corner infield slash you know um, DH utility guy. 
moving forward. Now, he's been playing well lately, and I would ride that train as long as you can, you know, but I think moving forward, it's good to temper your expectations with him a little bit. I I would say he's a buy, but expect to drop within two weeks. Yes. But again, I think he's still startable. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I think that he might be startable for a couple of weeks. I think that he'll kind of fade back a little bit and I think he's kind of just having like a flash. Yeah. But uh but I think he'll rebound after the fade and 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 by the end of the year you can we'll be able to look at him and go gosh, you know, he's a startable player at corner infield. That's just my speculation. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if if you think that then you think he would stay on the person's roster for the rest of the year and that I that's I say he's a keeper. I think he's a keeper for the rest of the year. So that's a definite buy. Yes. Yeah, I would say sell on that. Okay. Uh second player actually the next two, I'll just you give me your opinion because I actually picked both these guys up. Um to me, I love I want to be 10 deep starting pitching and hopefully they have two starts on alternating weeks so I can always kind of mess my lineup around a little bit. Um and also I've got Rich Hill and uh Luis Severino still on the IL. Um, so Frankie Montes, Frankie Montes of Oakland, and Zach Davies of Milwaukee. Yes. So I actually had Frankie Montas on my team last year. He qualified as a reliever, so he was a nice guy to be able to throw uh, to throw in there. And then uh, this year, you know, he, he's got a lot of talent. You know, he he commands a nice changeup. He's got a good four seam. Good two seam, uh, and he's on a good team. Oakland certainly performing. Absolutely. However, when he's bad, he's pretty nightmarish. I had him a couple times last year, and man, he just got rocked in the first inning where he had to come out, you know, before the inning was over. And so that, you know, I guess he's a matchup guy at this point, and I think he's worth rostering. Mm-hmm. Down the road again, I think it's a guy that's worth that you, that you can play along the way based on his streakiness and uh, you know his matchups. You know, sure. if he's his a two, yeah, if he's a two-star guy and he's got Baltimore and Toronto on the docket, <laughs> you know, wow, you know, there's a nice little matchup for you. Hell, so. if he's got one start against Baltimore, I'm probably starting him. Yeah, and and then Davies, you know, he's he's on a good team and he seems to have found a groove as well. Um, I think he's a buy too, so I'm going buy, buy, buy on those first three right now, Mark. Nice. Uh, you know, I, my thought on those two guys that I picked up is almost 100% about the two start. If they've got a two start week, I'll be throwing them in there, unless one of my one start pitchers has got a real good matchup and is, you know, is is playing so well I can't take them out. Right now, that not happening with any of my pitchers. They're not none of them are pitching that well. Um, David sure. Price is the closest. Well, maybe Jose Quintana. Actually, I was worried about him, and he is boy. After that first he's, start, he's a good. He's just too good. He's, he's crushing it, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's he's allowing like one or no runs. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's just too good for to falter that long. Yeah, so that was that. So that's kind of helped it out a little bit. Uh, the next player on this list is Dwight Smith, left fielder for Baltimore, batting two eighty seven, five dingers, fifteen strikeouts. The reason I mention the strikeouts when we talk about these steals. players is because strikeouts are a negative point in our league and it matter. I forget, uh, is he a steal guy? He's got three steals. So yeah. five homers, three steals, 15 Ks, batting 287. Um, he's up to 96 points already. You know, I mean, if, if you've got 100 points right now, I think you're definitely rosterable. Oh. And he's been he's been good in the last in the last week. He's hit a couple of homers, batting 300. Um, I, 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 this is one of the first guys on this list that I really think is a long-term keep. I think Baltimore needs good hitters, 
and they found a few, and those guys are going to get they're going to be in the lineup every day. Man, I I guess I have to agree with you as well. He's going to be a guy that's going to play every day. They're going to keep him in there. So he's going to get the at-bats. And I think as a rookie, you're going to see some up and down. You know, there's going to be sometimes, especially on a struggling team, you know, if you don't have any protection in the lineup behind you, it's, you know, going to be tough. Right, right. And and now, who now who I, else do they have in that? Because they have another couple of players that are playing well there. And uh, well, one of them actually is later on this list, so we won't mention him yet. Um, Chris Davis, how is he doing since he got his first hit? He had a nice his he had a, game uh, he great. had a short run, and now he's back to where he is. He really kind of, kind of back to where he was. So, yeah. if there's one team I got to admit I'm not really following very well, it's Baltimore. I yeah. should be following them more. Because that's where you do find gems a lot of times. They have a shortstop there. I want to say it's Richards or Rogers. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the last name, but it starts with an R. I can tell you that. Uh, he's having a nice little start to the season. And, and that uh, which who? It's uh he's a for, for the for the Orioles. Yeah, he's on this list. The third baseman. Oh, is he? Yeah. So that's a uh, Renato Nunez. Oh, okay, yeah, Renato. So we, can, we can jump to him if you want because he's he's two more spots down the list. Sure. Um, so this is a third baseman qualifier for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, two ninety two average, six dingers, twenty three strikeouts. Third base, not shortstop. Yeah, third base. Yeah. Um, so he's got a lot of strikeouts. That's a little concerning if you have but, uh, our kind of league, especially when um, you know if he if he's not getting homers and RBIs. Now, last the last week, he's doing that. He's got four dingers. Because he's popping the ball out of the park. No, that's what I'm saying. He had four home runs this week. Yeah. So he's got four homers, and he's got uh, batting 300. So whenever you're getting home runs, that makes a difference, especially in a points league like ours. I wonder what his BABIP is. Um, the one thing I would say is a bit concerning is with those four homers, he's got six RBIs. That's not Ooh. his fault. But that means you've had all, you know, of your uh, probably means most of those home runs were solo. Well, it should tell <laughs> you a lot about his opportunities down the road, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if his team is yep. getting on base, no matter how well you do, <laughs> your RBIs are going to suffer. You know. Yep. No, and yeah, that's just the team thing, and and you can't ever blame a player. I mean, you can blame a player if they have a terrible batting average. Yeah. Uh, with runners in scoring position, right? Because then there's a problem there. Right. But I, I, I generally. Generally, I'm not going to blame a player uh, for their RBI count because it probably means they didn't have guys on base. Right. You know, now if you're playing for, you know, the Dodgers, then there's not much excuse for it because there's somebody on base all the time. Right. Or the the Cardinals or the uh, who else is scoring a lot of runs? Uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know if they're scoring runs, but they're winning. <laughs> no, they're, they're scoring. They are scoring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're doing they're doing well. Um, they've got a really really smart GM there. And I think they've also got a coach that, that is willing to play the game. Yeah, he's you know? an analytics guy for and sure. They, and they lost Snell, and they're still doing all right. I mean, they're they're 500 in their last 10, but they do have, they've scored 120 runs, which is as many as the Yankees. Yeah. But they've only allowed 80. Oh, my gosh, the Yankees. That's a whole other conversation, boy. Oh, man. They yeah. have – I think they've – I think pretty much every starting player they have has been <laughs> injured at one point or another. And you know what? It couldn't have happened to a better team. <laughs> um, you know, the Astros have now creeped into first place by percentage points, less wins overall than the Mariners. Mariners have scored 163. 
And that is a that's a big microcosm of why they had such a great start. How about my Twinkies? They they're doing pretty well too. I don't know if they have 160. Um, they're almost but... they have almost the same. They have 120 runs just like Tampa and Yankees, but they've given up 102. Yeah. And so that Both kind of ends. dampens that a little bit. Um, but you know, I mean, uh, uh, I, I would say that the Mariners, a lot of that run production came early on. So if you had Domingo Santana, if you had um, um, for me, Malik Smith, if you had uh, who else D, did they bring D in? D Gordon. D Gordon. They brought in a whole bunch. Is Jay Bruton? No, that's Met. Um, uh, dude, they brought in a whole Encarnacion. bunch of people. Is he there? No, he plays for the Cleveland. Oh, he's back in Cleveland? Anyone in Carnacion? Yeah. Well, he never went. Did, went. did he go to Seattle? Yeah. So Carlos Santana went from Philly to Seattle, and then they flipped him to Cleveland in the offseason for Encarnacion. Oh. Pretty sure. You're right. He plays for the Mariners. Yeah. Wow. My bad. Yeah. I had. I didn't realize that. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's just. They've reinvented that lineup, though. I mean. Yeah. You know, a guy like Ed uh, Encarnacion, he kind of flies under the radar a little bit. I mean, up until last year, the guy had been like the leading home run hitter in the major leagues, like. You know, three years kind of running. Right. You know, he had like the most like in that three year period of about anybody. It's like Toronto figured out exactly when he was going to go down. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how he, I don't know what his numbers are this year. I've been following him that close. No, they did. But, they they got rid of him right at the right time. Yeah. Although he still had a decent year last year. But uh, anyway, who else do we have yeah, on the was, list? I just wanted to see if they had if they had picked up any like. Other big players. Uh, oh, that Omar Navarez. He's doing crazy good a, over there. He's a catcher. and yeah. yeah, he's Tim Beckham, who's having a real nice start. Uh, Ryan Healy, he's having a good start. Daniel Vogelbach is having a really nice yeah, start. Yeah, they, they have a nice lineup, and they have Jay Bruce, Oh, they do too. have Jay Bruce. I was thinking yeah. Jay Bruce went to the Mets. Um, and then they got Mitch Hanniger, yep. Domingo Santana, and Malik Smith in the outfield, and Edwin Carnacion. Yeah, so there's a lot of players you can rotate around. And I think that helps a lot when you can when you can keep guys moving around and keep them in the lineup, but give them a less strenuous position one day a week and then one day off a week. You know, like instead of center field, take right field today. Yeah. You know, instead of third base or second base, take first. You P- know, position versatility is really cool. You know, like the Cubs had that and they have had that, you know, since kind of their World Series. That was one thing that Madden was able to take Chris Bryant, move him off third out to the outfield. Um, you know, guys, Javier Baez could put it pretty much play anywhere, right? you know, and, and then, you know, Russell could play some second, could play some short, some third. So he had some position versatility there with his guys. Uh, and then, you know, Zobris could move from outfield to second to, he was almost a quintessential utility man. He you was. Know, reminds you of uh, Martin Prado. Yes. You know, when he would do that. And those Jose are Akendo. You remember him? <laughs> well, yeah, that was before I played fantasy, though. But he he broke the record for playing every position in one game, right? Akendo. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what he did. Right? He did. Yeah. yeah. He played one position in each inning. That's how you make yourself famous, baby. But I think it was predetermined. They they wanted. To yeah, do that. they were going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when, they, when the Dodgers let Russell Martin pitch uh, in the third game of the year yeah. when they were they blew him out like eighteen yeah. to four, and uh, dude, he was fantastic. But I mean, at that point, I'm guessing the other team's kind of like, let's just get out of here, you know? Hey, pretty Play much. Strikes. Think of it this way: pretty much every guy in the major leagues pitched at some level. 
Right, phenomenal athlete. Yes. And if you're a phenomenal athlete, you're going to be. That's where they put you. As a, as a kid. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep, I totally agree. Yep. Pretty much every single one is, has done that. So the, the player that we skipped in the middle of that is actually a guy I picked up and then dropped because I just I don't need more outfielders. Uh, but that's Clint Frazier yep. for the Yankees. Um, he's got an injury bug right now, but supposed to be back uh, tomorrow. That whole team has an injury bug. Exactly. Uh, he should be back tomorrow. And um, I would say, well, I, I'm not going to say by long term. I'm going to say by because of the injuries that he, sh- because I know he's going to be starting most days for the next three weeks. Yeah, I, yeah, and I agree with Mark. I think in the short term, he certainly is a buy. Um, you know, he's going to get the at-bats. He's going to get all the opportunities to succeed. Uh, they've seemed to manage his time well as far as, you know, getting him the right matchups, uh, getting him on the bench to rest. Uh, they, you know, they're also going to be seeing some guys come back soon. So, you know, Stanton's going to be back fairly soon. Uh, I know Gary Sanchez came back today. Uh, so they're going to start getting guys back soon, but I think well, Sanchez in, coming back is huge. Yeah, uh, but wouldn't affect his playing time. No, 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 no. So Giancarlo, do you know when he's supposed to come back? I don't. I haven't had a chance. I to think check the within the list. next week or so is what okay. I heard. Okay. Now he actually went for an MRI. Clint Frazier went for an MRI because of his ankle, um, but that was uh, that says just that was just about 20 minutes ago that update came out. So maybe they're uh, expected to be out until April 25th. Uh, maybe yet to be determined. So maybe I hope he's not Yankees hurt. Maybe the Yankees need to take a look at their outfield and see if they could do some better job on the, you know, the yard work. Or out maybe there. they need to spend more on their uh, medical medical staff or something. Who knows? Um, That's a lot of injuries, man. <laughs> just crazy. Uh, next on the list is Luke Weaver of Arizona. Now this guy is on a high thing on the pickup list, but I'm pretty sure he was drafted in our league in like round 16 or 14 or something. So uh, if you're in a deeper league, this guy's probably not available. Right. But, I mean, I, I, by all the way, I'd, I'd put this guy on my bench and, and never worry about losing him and just see if he can, you know, I go for the two-start weeks. Yeah, I'm a buy as well. I think he's going to get every opportunity to pitch. I mean, ERA is up in the threes, which is not bad at all, even though – in this day of hyper low ERA, especially for the great in that pitchers. ballpark, though, I mean, really after cores, that's kind of become a hitter's the park. quintessential hitters park. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, when remember that year when they had when they were good and they had Pollock they, and uh, Goldschmidt. There's a lot of runs being scored. Did they start imploring a uh, a humidor there? I believe they are another yeah, I think, team that has done I so. I think they are. Yeah. And uh, why not? You're in Arizona. It's yeah. dry as can be. I mean, I lived on the Grand Canyon for a, a year and. It's a it's, but, that's a dry state. Was man. it? What it used to be called Chase Field or Chase? Well, it used Bank to be the Bob, the Bob. You know, Bank One Ballpark. Bank, that's what that's what I was thinking. Man, balls flew out of that place. Yeah, and then you know that flew bank that, that bank severed the contract after or didn't re not resign because they were so angry that everyone referred to it as the Bob because they were like, no, we're paying for Bank One Ballpark, and even like the announcers and stuff are calling it the Bob, and so they're like, well, we're paying all this money. Millions of dollars, and we're not even getting advertising. You're getting Bob. And you're like, dude, you're a bank. It's like anyone's going to, you know, like when you go to, like when you pick a bank, just a real side, quick side question. (laughs) How did you, how did you pick, how many banks do you have right now that you have accounts with that you actually use? One. Oh, just one. Okay. Yeah. How'd you pick that bank? The way I always pick my banks when I move to a town, whatever, either it's right 
next to where I live or it's within manageable distance and they're everywhere. That certainly helps. Accessibility, I guess, is what I base my banking on. <laughs> I, I should have done that. Um, now with Venmo and, and, you know, like photo check deposit in those places, it, it's, it's not such a big deal. Right. Um, the uh, uh, ATM fees are still annoying, but who uses ATMs, right? Um, only for going to the strip club, pretty much. Yeah, so, I just don't recommend going to a bank where they charge you to do anything. You know, no, like, right. like U.S. Bank. Yeah, so like Fargo. Chase, they'll charge you, but if you do certain, like, things, you know, like, that's where I go is Chase. And if you have, like, one uh, automatic deposit, like, direct deposit a month, right. That they waive that fee. Yep, a lot of them do that now. Yeah. And so what I do is I actually have I have two banks, and so I have part of my paycheck going to each one, same thing, because it, it takes care of the requirement. Sure. And for me, the first one was, uh, it, like you said, I was moved into a real small town, a little ski town. Yep. Uh, opened up in a bank account because I needed to open a new one, mm-hmm. and uh, that bank has now been bought three times, so it's a different bank all the time. But it, I've never had any problem with them. And then the other one, uh, I wanted a second bank to like put other cash into and not have everything just tied to one institution. Sure. And that one was uh, because a friend worked there. It was a teller. Sure. So, you know, uh, anyway. Um, oh, now this is interesting. This is, this was a hard call for me. Mike Soroka. Yeah. For Atlanta. Um, I like his stuff. I just think he's too inconsistent and I think they have too many pieces. There's going to be a, a lot of pitchers kind of moving through that rotation. I know uh, Fulton Evich is coming back soon if he hasn't. Um, you know, I, there's a couple guys struggling. Well, the, they're saying that that uh, Tuki uh, Toussaint, Toussaint, yeah. uh, he's going to, he got sent back down. Yeah. So, um, it, it means like Soroka should stay in the lineup, but we should mention he's only had one start. Um, so he's not pitched much. So it's hard to like make a huge determination, but I just feel like kind of what you were saying. It's just like I think the Braves were kind of the uh, the Mets of a few years ago, where they kind of shot their load everywhere, uh-huh. and it was a great experience, and they had a great time. And now reality is kind of setting in, and it's like, oh, we're not we're we're a much better team than we were the year before, you know, or two years ago. But we're not as good a team as we looked like last year. Yeah. And we got we had a lot of a lot of bust outs that we're gonna sophomore slumps, you know. I, I think though too, you know, again it's early, keep in mind, but they have some they made some changes, you know, and mm-hmm. so I think uh the chemistry piece is one thing to look at. I mean, you got a guy like Josh Donaldson that you brought in who isn't really doing much. Right. That's playing as much Terrible. he's playing he's their everyday third baseman. You know, yeah. if that guy's not providing you production in the middle of your lineup, which you know he is, I don't know where he bats, if he's fifth or fourth or sixth, or mm-hmm. but that's where he is, somewhere in there. Right. You know, and if he's not performing, he's leaving guys on base, you know, it's frustrating. In Absolutely. fact, I saw, I saw him snap something about, it was he was trying to beat out a ball to first base, you know, and he was he thought he beat it, and then they started antagonizing him because they were saying that he hasn't knocked in any runners all year. <laughs> and who are we talking about? Josh Donaldson. Oh, dude, somebody got under his skin, you know, in the heat of the battle, and he kind of blew up. I really wanted him in the draft, and I'm just really happy I didn't get him because it looks like. And I mean, obviously, it's early enough that he could turn things around. Yeah. But he looks a lot like he did when he was not playing well, so it makes me think he's hurt. But he's playing 
So that's yeah. a big start, right? And but he's every com- other time he's played, he's always been really good when he played. It's true. And he's not now. But he hasn't played in a long time, so maybe he's still trying to figure out his rhythm. His you know, timing, yeah, yeah, get his timing down. Very possible. Yeah, very possible. Still fairly but early in fantasy baseball. You know. If you draft that guy expecting him to score for you, which yeah. maybe maybe you didn't if you got him, but in our league, I think he was drafted with the expectation of being a nice, solid quarterback. If you haven't fielder. benched him, bench him. Yeah. You know, do yeah. it now yep. until you see something from him moving forward. Or maybe trade him for somebody if uh, you yeah, find Yeah, his really value is going to be pretty low. Unless yeah. you find somebody that kind of values him because they think he's bad right now, but he might improve later. Right. Yeah, right. You know, that's those are the kind of, you know, Guys, you might be able to lure you in. You can pull a Chipper Jones on me again, where you yep. trade me that guy. He looks great, and you know, through two months, hey. he goes to, <laughs> just goes to pieces. Uh, so the next one is Christian Walker. I talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, obviously, a buy candidate because the guy's just gangbusters now. He's is he number ten on the list? Uh, he's number nine. Okay. Uh, he's batting three twenty nine, seven homers, twenty five strikeouts, three steals. Yeah. Um, he's uh, the real deal. Yeah. I mean, last week he's batting four hundred with two dingers and two steals. And in that ballpark, yeah, he's yeah. he's a keeper. Yep. I feel like a fool already for letting him go. Uh, the last player, I don't know this guy, Cole Tucker, shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, he says he's cooling off. He's a youngster. Whew. Batting two thirty one with one dinger. No steals, not a lot of at bats. Um, you know what? If you, if you got an open slot, and you want to pick somebody like this up. Go ahead, boy. Are you all right? Yeah, I just had something in the corner <laughs> of my eye. I couldn't get it out. Oh, I was gonna say the way the way your eyes were, it looked like you were like bugging out. Yeah, I was. I was trying to like move them around. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I would say this is a guy. You know, if you've got a roster spot, but otherwise I, I wouldn't get. I wouldn't rush the way. To me, he's to not him. worth the roster spot. I I yeah. dump him. You know, unless you're just absolutely desperate at the position. Right. Shortstop is deep. Right. You would think you'd have somebody. Yeah, it's really deep. So I, I wouldn't take roster space for him. So these should be pretty quick and easy. These are the top ten drops. Just if you agree you should drop him or if you should have held on to him. Yeah. Number one on the list is Matt Schumacher. Maker. Well, he's out for the season, so that makes sense. Oh, it's the season? I didn't know it was that bad. Oh, you're right. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Tore his ACL. Yeah. Um, I mean, done. I I had dropped him already, but uh, I I did have him for a week, and of course he was he was pretty much garbage. I wonder um, how many of these guys are on this list because they're injured. Right. Here's know? another one: is uh, a Rodis Vizcaino, and he's hurt. He's too. out for the year. Yep. Uh, undergoes season-ending surgery. Tommy John. Right shoulder surgery. Oh. Mike, or excuse me, Nick Pavetta. He's two and one with a 8.35 ERA. He's healthy, right? Looks like it, but he yes. was sent to the minors. Yes, he was not performing. So well, he might be worth. Now, see if you have an if you have a minor slot, he might be worth taking. I can't replace the guy. He's on my guy. scout. He's on my scout team. Yeah, I can't yeah. replace. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna shoot my mind too. Uh, <laughs> I I can't I can't replace the guy I've got in the minors. He's much better than than Nick uh, Pavetta is. If, I think. I and I you know I'm not familiar with how ESPN does their fantasy, but in CBS you can kind of check things out like that. Which which is cool. The scout right? team is great. The you scout can, team. You can yeah. just click on your scout players and it'll tell you what the, what's going on with them in case you want to maybe pick them and up. And you can have quite a few on there, right? Oh, I think it's unlimited. Is it unlimited? Yeah. But I uh, I had Cody Bellinger on mine two years ago and uh, I ignored it twice, saying, "Oh no, he won't be picked up by anybody for a little bit." And then, dang it, Corey picked him up and the guy just went. Or, it's already happened to me. 
I think at least three times where I've had a guy on my list and they were picked up the next day. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, why yep. did I wait? You yep. know, or yep. sometimes you're like, oh, if I wait another day, this guy's gonna go on the DL and I can put him in that slot. My problem each time wasn't why did I wait? Is just I couldn't sever ties with another guy. Right, that too. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a spot to put him in. Yeah. I just had I had a lot of qualms about Lewis Brinson. I thought he was going to break out, and he just didn't. No, no he didn't. Um, dumping him. So say his name for me. I think it's Tuki Toussaint. Toussaint. He's a croissant. Um, yeah, exactly. He uh, he got sent to the minors. That's why he's on this list. Uh, Corbin Burns, Milwaukee reliever. Uh, he's still owned in our league, but he was sent to the minors as well. Yeah, so, he struggled. If you got a guy sent to the minors that you didn't pick up with the idea of them being in the minors, going to the minors is a pretty good sign to let him go, depending on how good of a player we're talking I mean, like Schwarber a couple of years ago, yes. you're probably not going to drop him. Right. You'll put him in your minor slot because you probably don't have another minors guy that good. Right. A lot of us have drafted a guy specifically knowing he's going to be in the minors, come up. Sure. waiting for him to come up in midseason. Yes. Um, next on the list is Nathan Eovalde. Now, he's not supposed to be out for the whole year, but he did undergo surgery to remove loose bodies in the right elbow. So he is scheduled to be out at least six weeks. Yeah. Worth keeping on your IL because that team wins a lot, and he'll be the starter when he comes back. Yeah, I, I think he's worth keeping on your injured list for sure. Yeah, it makes it easier. Yeah. Trevor Cahill, guy has fallen from grace, huh? Um early exit against the Rangers from his next last start. He's one and two with a five point four seven ERA. Six walks, twenty three strikeouts. The peripheral numbers aren't that bad. And the whip's one point one eight. That's not horrible. I'm kinda surprised uh, that he's you know, like that he's on the most drop list. Yeah, I think, you know, he what's his record? Does he have any one wins? And two. Oh, he does have a win. Yeah, it's okay. one and two. Yeah, I I would keep the guy. I mean, would you? See, I don't think I would. I unless you got. I mean, unless you've got better. If you got ten better pitchers, ten better starters, then yeah. But I mean, you gotta have ten better starters. There's a lot of guys in a lot of leagues who. Yeah, I mean that's a 120 pitchers, staff. right? I mean, that's, right. Yeah, that's. So I mean, he's ranked 106 among starting pitchers. So. Just going by that by that number, you'd be like, well, he should be owned. I don't know, man. I don't want him. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, are you going to pick him up? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I don't think he's worth rostering. Better be a deep, deep lead. We're doing buy-sell on this, too, or no? <laughs> kind of. Um, Michael Panetta, or Panetta. Is it Panetta or Panetta? Panetta. Panetta. Yeah. He's Latino, so I Panetta. would say Panetta. Yeah. Um. Uh, two and one record. Pinetta, I guess, is what uh, it would be, right? Pinetta. Yeah, uh, Panita. Uh, A-E-A-E-O-U, right? A-E-A-E-O-U. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's P Pinetta. 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 Yeah, Pinetta. We gotta call up. Uh, we should call call up my coworker and never speak pronounce it for me. It's I promise you, it's P, it's Pinetta. Pinetta. Yeah. I'm gonna be talking about Pinettas uh, tomorrow in the office. Yes, we will. Um, batting uh, so two and one with a five point six two ERA and a one point three eight WHIP. Ugly WHIP number. Uh, Twenty strikeouts to only five walks. Kind of surprised that he's on the most drop list. In our league, he's not gonna get dropped. 
Um, he's still he's still on the team. So yeah. I would say if, I don't uh, think he's pitched that bad, to be honest with you. No. But they're limiting him quite a bit. He's I, only pitching four and five innings. So well, that doesn't help. I, I think it's probably more to do with the fact that uh, a lot of leagues only have ten teams or don't roster as many players. And that's why he's being dropped. Sure. I, I would keep him, though. Me too. I mean, it's too early to drop a guy with that kind of uh, talent. Yeah, I would keep him as well. Uh, Eric Lauer, what do you think? Uh, San Diego Padres. I mean, they're playing well enough that he, when they're at home, that's just going to be a good matchup for him no matter what. And I think he's going to be their number five probably most of the year. You know, that – back end of the rotation. So, you know, based on matchups, I could see keeping him around for a roster spot, but you know, it's, it's the kind of guy that's going to float on the back end of your roster. If you have to make a move somewhere else, then make it. That's my, that's my advice. I'd have probably dropped him a 1.41 whip and a 4.67 ERA. Nobody's drafting this guy. So if you, if you had him on your team, you picked him off of waivers. So there's no, there's no uh, relationship or bromance yeah. to worry about. You right. can cut him. I, right. I cut loose bait. Um, last person on the list is Josh Fegley, which is interesting because Fegley was the most picked up player last week. Yep. Goes to show you how fast the uh, fantasy wins turn. Uh, we've got a 263 ERA overall with three homers, 11 ribbies, and 13 strikeouts. But last seven days, 118 average, zero home runs, two RBIs, and four strikeouts. Yikes. Get cut the bait. Uh, catcher's a tricky position, though, man. If you don't, I mean, if you punted that position, you're streaming every week anyway. Yeah, it's tough. There's only five or six good ones. So. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to real quick about, uh, we can kind of, I mean, this is, I, I, this is probably a combination question thing, so we can probably do both of these again at the same time. But that is, um, when is it time to panic, and when should you keep your cool with high-level talent or high draft picks? And how should you decide when to remove a top talent pick from your lineup? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is the point of season where people start to panic a little bit. You know, I'm, I, as I said, I'm 0-3 already. Uh, you know, looking at, you know, who knows? I lose this week, I'm 0-4. So at that point, then you start to get a little worried, you know? Yeah. Well, and you probably need to make some changes. And so you think to yourself, where do those changes come from? Right. You know, so – some of the guys we've already talked about and discussed, uh, you know, with, with those lists that you went through, but I've got a couple on my list here. Give me just a second to pull them up. I, um, just some of the, uh, the guys that I think are really high talent that are underperforming kind of in relative, you know, relation to their draft position, you know, Chris sale being one of them, you know, he, the guy's Owen four, uh, He has improved over the last, like, three starts, but yet to get a win, yet to pitch past the sixth. Um, You know, this is a guy that I took with my second pick. So to to start out 0-4 is pretty overwhelming. Painful, yeah. You know, now – And not a whole lot of strikeouts in a lot of those games. This one was a little different. Right. Well, and, you know, with fantasy baseball, it's the same thing as always, where it is, what have you done for me lately? So, you know, based on the – where I drafted Chris, you know, in that second round and based on his talent previous seasons, I'm willing to, to, to risk a little bit longer with a guy like that. And I, you know, pre-show I was telling Mark, 
a guy with that much talent, I'm willing to give him six to eight weeks to show me that. And, and it's not like you haven't seen any signs of ability. Uh, ten strikeouts in his last game, that's a big plus. Low number of runs for two starts in a row, I believe. He's, I, I think, or yeah, one. He gave up three runs, but he didn't make it six. So it wasn't mm-hmm. a quality start. He only okay. made it five innings. But, yeah, three so, runs is not terrible yeah. against a big-time offense. I don't know who he was pitching against. Oh, wait, no, Detroit. Mm-hmm. And Detroit's pitcher, which I forget his name, Boyd. but he was playing against Boyd. He had a real nice game. He did have a real nice game. So, yeah, so with me, I'm you know, with Chris Sale, I, I just – you have to continue to start a guy like that. You invested so much in him, you kind of have to just ride it out. Now, you know, six weeks down the road, I think it, then you evaluate. Um, just, a, just a real quick interjection. Um, Whit Merrifield scored 15 points today. Wow. Nice little game. Uh, he had two for three, double homer, Some steals. one ribby, three runs, two walks, and an intentional walk. No steals. No steals. Wow. Um, in our league, you get a bonus point if it's an intentional walk. So you get a point for the walk and a point for the intentional. It's a, Because of the sign of respect it is to walk you, basically. Yes. Um, again, as we've told you in our league, we try to emphasize all types of players. Not just the not just the the home run hitters, and uh, so Billy Hamilton is a good possible like not playing up to snuff. Yep. Now I took him out last week, and the guy scored promptly scored twenty five or thirty points. So then I put him back in yesterday, first day or first two days, I guess I should say. I think it was at negative three or something like that. So or negative two point two five. It looks like he scored nine points today. But his total for the week is 6.75. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you run into with a guy who strikes out a lot and doesn't get on base a lot. His whole saving grace is stealing. Yep. And uh, if he can't get on base, he's not going to steal any bases. And he didn't actually steal any bases today, just like Whit Merrifield. Um, Kansas City had a nice hitting day. Um, He went two for four, a double, a triple. Two ribbies in a run. So that brings nice up, day. yeah, that brings up a good point. So I, you know, I was more focused on sort of that higher end talent, mm-hmm. but this is still a guy that you drafted at some point in your draft, expecting to start him. I expected him to start in my outfield. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, you did, and I would too had I drafted him. So you know, this is a great question. What do you do with somebody that's a lower tier that hasn't really performed up to expectations? I think this defines the type of player that we're trying to talk about right here. Right. And so, you know, for me, Mark, based on his history, based on the team he's on, based on a lot of different things and based on just his raw talent, I think the ability is still there for him to have some big weeks. But the problem is you're going to have to try and pick and choose when those weeks happen. That's what's so, so hard. To me, he is not startable right now. He's not startable. I think you have to bench him until he shows some consistency. And what I mean by that is at least two, if not three weeks, where he's you know, scoring between whatever. In our league, I suppose it's a 15 to 22-point kind of standard for that. Starting you position. Would, you want to get at least 15. Yeah, you want to get 15 from a starting And that's not guy. even that good. Right. Um, are you talking about Billy? Yeah, I'm talking about Billy. I wouldn't. The only thing I would say against that is that because he can be streaky, because he can be so sporadic. You hate to have him on if the you, bench it, when he yeah, goes you're just to leave, 65. Well, you're just going to leave him on the bench all the time, unless it's a seven-game week maybe, because you have no reason to think he's going to suddenly break out. Um, now, he had a real good week last week, and – you know, a bad Monday and Tuesday, but obviously had a fantastic day today. So, yeah. you know, it's like it, it also depends on what you've got on the bench. 
what are you, what are you sacrificing to put him in? What are you sacrificing when you take him out? So to me, he's a guy that you supplement with, not a guy you start and bench. You know, it's a guy like I think he spends most of the time on your bench. But if you're in a position where like you might have an Aaron Judge that just went down, you know, this is a guy that you can plug in, you know, in the short term to try to at least get some some production out of him. But to me, he's worth he's he's definitely rosterable. Oh, absolutely. He's not the kind of guy you just go and drop. You know, he's a good trade value for somebody maybe. Um, but well, yeah, and, I, to and, me, I would start him less often. So like the way that I do not. it, like cause my outfield basically is Mookie Betts, uh, Domingo Santana, Malik Smith, uh, Billy Hamilton, and uh, gosh, I have at least one more player. But so I just kind of rotate, right? It's just kind of based on who's playing the most games, who's uh, you know have the most gonna have the most at bats, right? Who's who are they playing? Are they playing really weak pitching teams? You know, things like that. So I just kind of cycle those guys around. I also have Alex Verdugo. Um, so And then and, Ryan, and Brandon Zobris qualifies in the outfield. Yep. So it's just kind of like, who do you think has a good matchup? Who looks like they're going to play well? Um, I would like your boy Nelson Cruz to, to pick it up a little bit. I think I may have gotten him uh, the year he finally turned old. So uh, We'll see. He's had some good games. <laughs> and maybe he's just old enough that it takes a while to get the joints loosened up and, uh, and, 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 and Luber. That, could, that totally could be it. So, you know, when you're talking about uh, – good players that are hard to bench just in the first round in our draft three come to mind. Oh, actually more than three. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Jose Ramirez. He probably went three, four, five. He probably went one, two, three. If it was before the injury, three, four, five, it was after the injury, which came at the very end of spring training. Um, he didn't miss hardly any time. I think he was playing within two days or something like that. Maybe he shouldn't have been. We don't know if that's the case, but he's batting one fifty seven through 83 at bats. 157 with one home run. He does have five steals, which makes you think he's got his his knees. Um, and he did uh, a, like well, this is that was April April 16th. He had a happy meal where he got two steals and a homer. Right. But that's been boy, that's it's the 24th, so mm, that's already been a while. So I, I go for a whopper right now. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, actually what I go for is in an outburger when they open one of those up here soon. Yes. Boy, what do you think? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> You're out of your element. What do you uh, What do you make of Jose? Is this Is it going to turn around? You yeah. almost You almost drafted him. I did almost draft, and I would have drafted him. So I can't. You know, maybe that injury. It's so funny. So we we're talking about an injury. We didn't really know what the extent of it was, but right at the kind of end of spring training is when we did our draft. And literally, was it like 10 minutes before the draft I'm not even sure it was that many. It was like it might have five, been four. Yeah, it was like five minutes before our draft started. Because we, thought, we thought you were making a joke. We because knew. you would agonize over that third pick on who you were going to take, right? Yeah, but I decided I was going to take him. Right. But then this happened. That's why, I'm saying, that's why we thought it was a goof, because it was like, oh, sure he did. Yeah, sure he got carted off. Right. Sure he did. And he got carted yeah. off. Yeah. And carted off and then started playing again, but boy, the numbers are ugly. So, yep. I, I you know, I mean, you, you don't think it's just an overhyped talent because he did it for two years. He was amazing. Yeah. And last year, of course, he was the best player in baseball. I, um, well, fantasy baseball. You know, he hit his first home run the other night. He's, you, like you said, he's got five steals. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's some outliers that say this guy's going to turn it around, you know, and obviously, 
I mean, I guess you could compare it to the Chris Sale situation where. But do you? Would you bench him? No, <laughs> I wouldn't. Right, you can't. You're, that's you're like, I, how can you do that? And that's right where I was going is yeah. I mean, six. I give these guys six to eight weeks. If you if you drafted Jose Ramirez, you took him in the first round. And he's really he's played like a first round talent a little bit. He had thirty points the first week, which was actually a longer week for us. But Cleveland, I think, was had less games played. Uh, week three, he scored twenty seven point yeah. five. So and but then week two he scored three. Yep. And then this week so far he's got two. Yeah. So and he's not usually a boom and bust type. So that's but you can't play the harsh. fool with a guy like that. I mean, if you have a guy with that kind of talent on your team, you're better off going six weeks in a row with him scoring poorly than you are one week with him on the bench scoring fifty. Absolutely. You know. So, yep. 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 No question. Trey Turner, uh, been hurt since early on. Uh, he's not even started throwing yet. Um, so his numbers are, are low from injury. It's not because he's not producing. Right. But, um, and this is not a guy you have a, cho- a choice to start. But I think it's important to point out yeah. a, a really high-drafted player with yeah. bad points. But, again, you can't start him because he's hurt. Right, right. Um, Max Scherzer. Now, he's also um, – he's supposed to be out – you know, are they going to maybe skip a rotation start? Maybe um, maybe not. I guess his ribs got pulled. But – Overall, he's one in three. Uh, he's got 44 strikeouts to five walks, but a 1.24 whip and a 4.45 ERA. Sure. What do you think is going on there? Uh, I just think it's early season woes, and he'll be just fine. Now, I probably think he's he's probably aged a little bit. I don't know what is he 35? Is he at, is he four? At? 34. Okay. So, you know, and he's put in a lot of innings, Mark. A lot of innings. The last, like, five years. What, 225 minimum? Yeah. Like, probably. Before playoffs? He may have the most of anybody in baseball over the last five years. So And, he, know, did that, and he did that in Detroit. Yeah, and he's 34 years old. So that, that definitely puts some mileage on the tires, you know? But you sure hate to grab that pitcher the year he goes down. You do, but uh, I, I don't think he goes down. I think there's... A decline is certainly possible, but I think, I think again, he'll get his 15 wins. Yes, I do. I think he'll get his 15 wins. He's just too good. Um, another one on this list is uh, Francisco Lindor. Um, so I'm assuming he must have been hurt all he the way until now. He right? hasn't played until just, what, yesterday? Two days ago? Yeah, so he's got 13 at-bats, so three games. Okay, three um, games. Got a homer. Um Batting one fifty four, but man, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's, injury, judge it's injury based, right? Um, in the second round, but look at that first round. So that's more, more guys probably that are, or as many guys struggling as good. I guess if you would say Betts is struggling, yeah. I mean, you could say relative to where you drafted him, he's yeah. struggling, and so is Alex Bregman. Yeah. So yeah. you know, those two guys really. I would be happy with Trout. I would be happy with Arenado. I would be happy with Altuve, Harper, and Yelich. And yeah. that would really be about it for our first round. Yelich has 170 points. Yeah, he's him been, and Bellinger are just crazy. He's been unbelievable. Um, in the second round, Corey Kluber, 45 points. Um, two and two, 5.88 ERA. How old is he? He's 33. So a year younger than Scherzer. He's I probably just, second in innings pitched over the last three years. You know what? I've had him on my team, and every time he's good, he's really good. And every time he's bad, he's really bad. And I just think that maybe you're crossing that line to where you're going to get 
enough really bad. bad starts to kind of hurt the good ones. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, let's see who else is really low on that list. Well, Chris Sale, you yep. your boy, six point yep. five points for the year. Um, then the guy I took next was just Garrett Cole, and the guy that was taken after that was Aaron Nola. All three of these guys are not pitching well. Yep. Um, I would personally say don't worry about any of the three. I think all three of them are going to be fine. You've seen positive signs just the, the eye test alone. Yeah. You know, Sale was throwing eighty nine in his second start. For his that top was pitch. Yeah, that was so creepy. that you know that was pretty scary, really. And then this last time out, he was throwing ninety-seven. He had some snap on his slider. You know that's coming around. I can tell you right now, it's going to be to his benefit because I think now he's learned a little bit that he has to pitch. Mm-hmm. And I think once he has his talent back, it could be an ugly scene for some of the American League hitters. I wonder that about Kershaw. I mean, look yeah. good in his first start. I don't think he yeah. got a win. Um, he know, did win his first start, I think, and then he, no decision in the second. Oh, he's had two already? Yes. Okay, excellent. Um, any other players off the top of your head on your list there that you want to bring up in terms of, of not producing? I mean, just that top-tier talent. I think there was a couple more out of my list. You know, Manny Machado was a guy you probably took in the second, third round. Mm-hmm. He is way down there. He's, I think, 60 points total on the yeah. year. Yep. Correa is right in that range as well. Somebody you probably took in the top five rounds. Um, yep. Some other guys that are maybe not quite on that tier. You know, you have well, DeGrom. And, Chris Bryant. Yes, Chris Bryant. DeGrom is another guy, but his is more injury-based. Because he was outstanding that first He start. really only had one bad start, and then he got hurt right after yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, Thor hasn't probably been what he should be. No. Uh there's a couple of guys that come to mind, and they're both pitchers that are maybe in that third, second, third tier, and that's Mad, uh, Madison Bumgarner and Robbie Ray. You know, Robbie Ray really had a nice year two years ago, and then last year he regressed a little bit, and I think he was a big favorite to rebound this year. And That, that bastard was my pick for Cy Young last year. Yeah. And, uh, he was terrible. Not terrible, but he's pretty bad. Um yeah, you know, and I, I'm not that shocked on Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that when we reviewed our uh, the Dodgers suck ass team in our in our league, right? And we talked about how uh, there was a number of pitchers on that team. So he's on a bad team. That is, well, it's just yeah, it's like they're, they're going to frustrate you. You're not going to ever feel you know safe with these guys, and you're going to sit them on the bench one week and go, oh man, and then you're going to put them in the next week and go, oh man, now he sucks. You know, you're just gonna, and it's not even going to always be his fault. You know, and yeah. the, and the teams are going to be careful with these guys because it's like well, this is the only thing we've got. So if he's gone through six innings, he's at ninety pitches. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and pull him. You know, and you're like, oh, you used to let that guy go 115 pitches and yeah. go to the eighth. What right. are you doing? Well, we're not going to win anyway. Yeah, the Giants they're, know they're not winning. Guys don't go past 110 anymore. No, they don't. don't see it. You just don't because because that UCL is so brutal. Yeah, and we talked about before. Might not be the worst idea if you're a really good pitcher, like you got real crazy good talent in high school. Take a year, you know, your year between college, high school and college, and and have Tommy John surgery before you need it. Yeah. And now your elbow is going to be souped up. I don't know. Maybe some people might look at that and frown on it, but I'd be like, no, man, because they're going to go. So might as well double the strength on it now. I mean, it's not like you, not like a tendon makes you stronger. Yeah. It just holds the bone together longer. The problem is you only get one shot at it, right? No, you get it. No. You can have two shots. At I least guess. two. Huh? Yeah. 
We know of at least a couple pitchers in MLB that, that did have twice. done it twice. Yeah. Now, if you haven't done it twice, you may not. Uh, right. Maybe coming back. But if you're just having one added, and you never tour tore yours, you know, mm. I guess the only only concern there was if it became too tight. Yeah. But I I doubt that's a big concern. Who knows? Especially with how much they've done the surgeries now. I mean, they know what they're doing. Um, did you have any other players you wanted to review, or would you want to move on to the top five scores? Yeah, no, let's move on. I think that, that through that covers Walker Bueller was another pitcher that kind of came to mind. Now he has improved as of late too. His last start out, he was pretty good. Right, he's better, but, but he's, he's not where you drafted him right no, now. No, he's not pitching like an ace this time. I mean, he was probably taking what between fourth the round. Third, yeah, between the third and the fifth is what I was going to say. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So top five for catcher: Yasmani Grandal, Wilson, Wilson Contreras, Omar Naver, uh, Narvez. Yadlier Molina and JT Realmuto. Only thing out there that's really surprising to me is Grandal because he's batting with such a high average. And the other thing that's a little surprising is uh, Omar Narvez, who I actually had as a sleeper and I wanted on my team. Thought he was going to have a good year. Didn't think it would happen this fast. Yeah, he's been good. Well, and again, in that team, you know, they've they've had a lot of success early on. So, sure. you know, you can – when you're batting in a good lineup and everybody around you is hitting, it becomes infectious. It's contagious. As, as we know, right? Even playing the game yep. as long as we did. That's uh, kind of how it works. So when, when you're feeling the flow and no pressure, it's amazing what happens when there's no pressure. Yeah. You walk up and you swing different. You're just, you're tight when you're, when you're, when you're nervous, but when you're like, eh, whatever. Yep. You know? Yeah. You're just going to crush it. I agree. I th- I don't think he hangs around in the top three. I think he's more of a top five, six c- guy, but I do, you know, I think he's certainly, I think he's going to, he's going to get you, going to get you great value yes. from where you took him. Yes. And and some of you out there may, he may be on the, I mean, he may have been on the waivers. Yeah. Maybe he still is. Uh, probably not still, but yeah, you never know. Some people yeah. may not have known about him. Take a peek. Um, so the interesting thing here is uh, out of the top five first basemen, like four of them either do play outfield or qualify at outfield, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Cody Bellinger, of course, with the 170 points, just behind Kristen Yelich. Trey Mancini, that's a kind of a shock. Pete Alonzo, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, and Joey Gallo. So you have the benefit of having two of those guys in your lineup. I do. I have, yeah, I have Pete Alonzo and Joey Gallo. So if you look at Joey Gallo's stat line as far as his points for the first three weeks, you will get a chuckle because I think he had like 40 or 50 the week number one. And then I think he had negative four and a half. <laughs> he did. The week two. And then he had like 38 or something 46 like that. 46 in week three. In week three. So he had 47 and 46. Yeah. Surrounded by or sandwiched between a uh, or around a negative 4.5. And this week he's got six. He's only played one game. So, so he'll be all right. Yeah. Um, to me, it's not a big shock on him. I think everyone knew a big year was coming from him. It was like, if he can just get his batting eye up a little bit, he's batting 300 now. He won't be batting 300 all year. His strikeouts are down quite a bit. At least his strikeout rate is down quite a bit from last year. And and that does happen. When you hit your third, fourth year, you become a better better eye. And I think, you know, he understands that he's kind of the thunder in that lineup. And so the pitcher is going to pitch around him too. Right. So he's taken a lot more walks this year, you know. So, I, you know, that, that adds up over time. You know, you got a guy that's 
if somebody on your team is walking a hundred times, you know, 90 to a hundred times. Yeah. And then, you know, there are guys that only walk 25 times. That makes a big Huge. difference over the time. Of- That's a lot of times on base, get a chance to steal score. Just, just cause yeah, opportunity cost, right? Yeah. 75 chances to do something more <laughs> to do anything, you know, that can multiply. Right. right. If he does one thing, he could do another thing, you know, so. And you steal and get it and score a run. Right. Now you've got added four points. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, like I said, the only real big shock there for me was, uh, is Trey Mancini. Mancini yeah. I mean, Alonzo, I think will come back to earth a little bit, but um, Mancini shocks me, but uh, yep. hey, more power to him. I mean, Hey, you never know. I had him for a brief moment last year when he was hot. And then I dropped him later on. He's a hitter. And uh, he's – I don't know what his walk rate is, but I'm guessing it's not great compared to the other guys. Um, this actually doesn't show the walk rate, but oh, his uh-huh. on-base plus slugging is almost 400. What's his – how many walks does he have? Does it, that... it doesn't show walks. Oh, it doesn't list. show walks. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. It does 10. Okay, but how does that compare with, like, the top six guys? Uh, right so the... they're all more like about 14 to 15. Okay, yeah. So he's I can, close. Yeah, he's close. I just have a feeling but that you extrapolate that over a season, you know. Now you're behind by 60, yeah, 70. Yeah, so yeah. that's my point. That's uh, second base, we've got Colton Wong still, <laughs> Yoan Mankata, Jonathan Villar, that asshole. Every time I draft him, he's terrible. Jose Altuve and Javier Baez. And just for uh, S's and G's, Whit Merrifield and D Gordon. Yeah. For six and seven. Yep. Uh, they're all real close in points. Yes. Real close. I think six points separate them. Uh, 16. Oh, 16. From okay. D. Gordon all the way. So D. Gordon's at 90 and Colton Wong at 106. Okay, yeah. Um, so shocks there. For me, just Colton Wong. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little surprised that Moncada's that good. You know, yeah, I was so high on him last year. I just feel like I had him last year, and he was a disappointment. So, yeah. you know, I yeah. didn't think he would do that. Yeah, you know, I, there's a few surprises there, but not. not what? Uh, uh, where? Uh, Robinson Cano is he playing, or is he hurt? He's hurting now. Yeah, I think he had an MRI. I don't think it. I don't think he like broke it, but he's out a while. Oh, there he is. Uh, so he's got 60 points. So he's not doing terrible. His batting average is low. Uh, looks like he looks like he started again yesterday. I was going to say he was already back in action. I think yesterday. So yeah. now he's just not scoring that much, at least compared to the top guy. Yeah, he had like a homer on opening day, and then that's kind of been about it. Oh, so like so like Chris Bryant. Oh. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, third base, Michael Franco is still number one. Uh, Anthony Rendon is a half point behind. Yoan Mancata. Well, we'll just skip him. Nolan Arenado, Matt Chapman, Alex Bregman. And then that Hunter Dozier, the guy that's on that pickup list. Yep. Um, I'm shocked that Franco's that high. Uh, I think he's a good player, but I'm just if it wasn't for the RBIs, he wouldn't be that high. Um, Matt Chapman is my sleeper for the year, and I'm real excited about his production. Bregman, shocked to see him that low. So to me, it's just not the players that are in there, just maybe the order. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I mean, Rendon's always a good player. Um, I, I, well, Moncada just surprises me that he's that high. Um, Chapman's – I expected him to do well, but not that well. Right. And, yeah, Bregman's a little bit of a disappointment where you, from where you drafted him. Right. But, you know, it's not like end-all, be-all kind of thing. 
And, you know, down on the list of number seven is Yandy Diaz, another player who you expected nothing out of, but because of the guy in our league who picked him up, he's having a nice year. Uh, it's amazing how that happens. Yeah. All right, shortstop, Paul DeJong, Tim Anderson, Scott uh, VR, Jorge Polanco, your boy, Javier Baez, Dansby Swanson, Trevor Story. To me, the biggest disappointment, quote-unquote, would be Trevor Story. Oh, yeah. He was but, a second-round pick for a lot of people. But it's not like he's scoring that bad. You just need to get the strikeouts back down. I think he was a first-round pick in our draft. He might have been. I don't. I think he was round two. I don't. Who do you think got him in the first round? I don't know, but I think he went in the first round. No. No, he didn't? Uh, okay. He went in the third round. Oh, okay. All right. So he went uh, pick eight in the third round. Okay. So he he hung around for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought he went in the first round. Okay. Wow. He had first round numbers last year. Yes, he did. Um. So what's your take on that list there? And we don't include, won't include VR since he's at second. I like DeYoung. I, I kind of wanted to get him on my team. I waited, obviously, too long. I had him last year. He's a baller. <clears throat> You know, I, Polanco surprises me that he's that high. He's a very solid hitter. Whoever has him is going to enjoy some consistency. The guy just, he bats like 290, but he never, like, strike out. He doesn't strike out a lot. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs. He's not going to ever be that 30-point guy, except the week he hit the cycle, of course. But <laughs> um, he's going to be right around 20 all the time. So I think you're going to enjoy that. He's a good fantasy player from from that perspective. You know what you're going to get. I uh, I guess you'd say just just hope he doesn't get popped for steroids. Yeah, sure you could. Um, yeah. I'm I'm a little surprised by this list because you expected to see John Segura, uh, Carlos Correa, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Xander Bogarts, Machado, yeah, um, Seager, you know. Yeah, Seager's a little lower than I would I like right now, but you know he's betting two seventy with a couple of dingers. I, I'm okay with that because to yeah. me the first it's a two month acclimation period for me for an injured guy, so I'm not, not I'm not I'm not disappointed with him. Uh, Danzy Swanson's a little surprising. He finally seems oh, to have turned the corner to be that high yet, <clears throat> and uh, he was almost like my last pick. And you know Tim uh, Tim uh, Anderson, um, he's always been good. Yeah, but now he's kind of looking like he's he's know, having a breakout, breaking out. Yeah, yep. I think it might be the year he hits. Yep. It's enough home runs yep. to make his already um, his always good steal numbers uh, really impressive. Yep, he's a good player. Whoever got him got good value. <clears throat> so outfield, um, we'll do a top ten: Christian Yelich, Corey Cody Bellinger, both at 170-ish points. Then it drops off 50 points to Mike Trout, Trey Mancini. Alex Gordon, Michael Conforto, Jacques Peterson, Mitch Hanniger, George Springer, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Brett Gardner, number ten. Not really what you expect to see there. I mean, well, the top is the top three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trey Mancini, that was surprising for first base. Alex Gordon, I mean, kind of resurging. Conforto, uh, that's not a super shock. I mean, it's about time for him to take a step. Jock Peterson. That's huge. I can't believe he's in the top Much 10. more discipline. Or um, Mitch Hanniger. Mitch Hanniger, big step forward in Seattle. George Springer, 
Yeah, I expect, expect him, him. I expect him to be in the top ten. Brent so. Gardner. Yeah. Boy, he kind of like went into obscurity for a couple of years, and now he's back. Um, he's hot. Boy, you know, I look at the next like five or ten players. They're all kind of, except for ones that we've already named in another position. Boy, there's not a lot of people you expect to see. I think we're going to see a lot of movement on this list oh, over yeah. the next two weeks. And Austin Meadows is a guy that's probably in the teen or twenty. That uh, he's, he's been kind of hurt, yeah, yeah, the last few days. But he's out. He may. He won't require surgery, but is out until middle of May. Too bad. He's but he's he was an Uber prospect. So yeah. You know, I expected him to be a pretty good player, just not that good. Nice resurgence for Adam Jones uh, this yeah. year. Again, he's in a great ballpark. So, J.D. Martinez, only 94 points so far. Any chance that he's a bust, or is there – you still think he's locked, locked no, in? No, I think it? he's going to be a good player. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's just off to a slow start. Yeah. Bryce Harper, only 89 points scored. So, he's batting 262 with five dingers. One steal, thirty-one strikeouts. But that's probably is that a little. They thought they were getting. It's not that far off of where you probably drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, most people drafted him in the first round, though, don't you think? Oh, you think he was a first-round pick? Well, yeah, he was. Certainly wasn't our draft, was he? He was number five. Number five. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think a lot of drafts he was a first-round pick. Boy, but the, it's just that potential is so big. It is big. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's disappointing to have him way down there. I mean, Mookie Betts is driving me crazy, batting two thirty nine with four dingers. But what's important for people to know is, one, he only has a 16 strikeouts this year, right? which is is very low. And the number two thing is, if you look at his last seven days, he's much, 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 much better. Yeah, he's already continuing to improve. So. Yeah. I mean, he's batting three eighteen with a homer and uh, and two strikeouts uh, for the last seven days. So, All right, and then moving into starting pitching – Oh, you want to do DH? Yeah. Um, there's a few people that are just DHs, but it's going to be hard to see them. So um, starting pitching. All right. Number one, two, and three, four, five. Let's do those first. Tyler Glass now, German Marquez, Patrick Corbin, Justin Verlander. Yeah, wow. I mean, I expected Verlander probably to be in there, but uh, not those other three. <laughs> Uh, Marquez, I really, really, really wanted in this year, and boy, if I could have had him and Glass now, boy, that'd be a, that'd be freaking fun. Yeah, he <laughs> went about two picks before I was going to take him. Uh, I was ready to. I had him queued as my my next pick, and I think he went two picks before me. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised he's number two overall. It's just because he has a complete game. And that makes a huge difference in our league. I think that is why. Uh, so yeah, um, Patrick Corbin, good as advertised. I mean, a lot of people talked about him having been a, like a sneaky breakout. I mean, maybe not breakout, but a real nice candidate. You know, I didn't buy into it, but he's looking real good. Yeah, he's looking solid. Uh, Verlander, not much of a shock there. He was number two pitcher last year. Yep. Uh, Domingo German, that one blows my mind. I had no idea he was any good. Yeah. Is it a flash in the pan? It's hard to say, but no, I think he's been pretty, you know, pretty touted as a, mm-hmm. as a prospect for the Yankees. Four and one, but, one point uh, seven five ribbons. Yeah, I think he's R- out. ERA. He's outperformed what I think they, people would thought he would do this early. So good for him. So let's move to the next five: Mike Miner, Jose Barrios, Jose Quintana, Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer. I think that list of five is the most emblematic of what it means to be in the early part of a fantasy <laughs> season. 
in any sport, base, yeah. baseball, football, basketball, that the good guys eventually start to rise. And most of these guys, uh, Quintana, Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, and even Barrios, Barrios were not, didn't do, weren't doing that well. Right. And they've turned it around quickly in a couple of weeks. Uh, the one that's a shock to me is Mike Miner. Yeah. But he was a shock last week and the week before. Yeah. Is it yeah. any, is that the same Mike Miner that pitched for like the Braves and the Giants? That same and the Red and the Rangers. Who's he pitched for now? The Rangers. I oh, it's think. still the Rangers. I think. Uh, yeah, it is. I just this can't this can't keep going, right? No. I mean, he's only two and two. It's not that great of a record, but fantasy wise, he scored a lot of points. I. Did just, he have it, a complete game? Is that why? Uh. He does have a complete game. Yeah. So that helps. I mean, in our league, that's another. That's a bonus ten points. So. Well, um, there's only been what three. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's not usually that many. So um, there's been four. Derek Holland had one for San Francisco. Who had the fourth one then? Uh, uh, Jameson Talion. Oh, right. Or Talion. Talion. Talion? I don't know how you say that. I mean, if if it's Spanish. Um, So, uh, like I said, it's not a. I mean, we kind of. And then after that, 11 through 15 is Frankie Montes, Matt Shoemaker. Marco Gonzalez, Matthew Boyd, and Cole Hamels. I would pretty much expect all of those guys to kind of go down. Obviously, Shoemaker, but everyone else, I think they're all going to go down a bit. Yeah. Agree? Yep, absolutely. Uh, next five, just real quick. Blake Snell, Jim, James Paxton, Carlos Rodon, Max Fried, and Steven Strasburg. Exact opposite. I think you're going to see four of those five guys pop up. Yep, I agree. So, um, for reliever talent. Top five relievers, Tyler Glass now, but he's a starter, so we'll skip him. Mm-hmm. Um, Kirby Yates, Shane Green, Kenley Jansen, Felipe Vasquez, and, well, Yanni Chirinos, but he started a couple of games. So uh, Sean Doolittle then would be the next one. I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I didn't really think Yates and Green were going to do that well. Yeah, I mean, just to clarify for our listeners, so a lot of these guys, you're like, well, they're starting pitchers. Yes, they are, but they qualify at reliever either because of uh, how many innings they pitched there last year and or possibly, I yeah, don't think. Ten, ten relief appearances last year. Yeah, or uh, or qualify, right, yeah, as a reliever. 15, maybe in 10 this year. I think five, it's 30 five innings. This year. They have to pitch thirty innings, maybe. I, I I forget the qualifier. We yeah. just because it they've it's gotten to the point now where CBS will list all the people who are qualifying as starting pitcher right. as a reliever before yeah. you draft. So. Right. So anyway, a lot of a lot of them are in that role where they are starting pitchers. They are just denoted as relievers because of what they did last year. That being said. Um, it does kind of show a trend, right? Like mm-hmm. what a big advantage it is to have a guy that can do that. And I think what's that impressive was... is uh, it, it, this is the first time in a few years, because a lot of years it's a big focus of the fantasy draft is I got to get myself one of those starting relievers. Mm-hmm. But for the last two years or so, that hasn't really been a big payoff. It's been kind of disappointing players. This year we've gone back the other direction. Yes. You've got Colin McHugh who's been fantastic. You got Tyler Glass now who's the top scoring pitcher in baseball. You've got Brandon Woodruff who's doing very good for Milwaukee. Uh you've got uh who else is doing really well? Um 
that Yanni Chirinos yeah, uh, that Chirinos. we mentioned. And uh, that's probably all the guys that are doing well. I mean, Julio Urias, but he's not going to do a lot. qualify he, as a reliever? He, he does. Um, he's only got 19 points on the year, so oh, okay. I'm guessing he just hasn't – he's only – no, he's just not pitching well. Uh, his ERA is 4.82. He's 0-2. 1.6 whip. So why is he so high on the list? Uh, this is just ranking by number of game starts. Oh, it's over here. I, I've been going over here to get to the point. Got so it. sorry, it's kind got of misleading. It. Okay. Um, but I mean, anyway, that's four to five legit starting pitchers at the reliever slot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That it's not not often you find that many that are actually worth starting. Right. All it's the time. usually one or two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, fantastic, folks. Thanks so much for joining us yeah. on our Fantasy uh, Baseball Roundup, the first one of the year. Uh, hope you're all having a good week out there. Any parting notes that you want to share with our listeners? Well, just don't forget to tune in next time. And, uh, you know, we're really going to try to focus on kind of one thing and just, you know, keep it laser focused on that and bring you guys a good time, you know, and try <laughs> to talk a little strategy and uh, hopefully we bring you a few extra wins for the year. So, yeah, if we get you one, uh, feel free to make a donation to, uh, to the, to the, <laughs> to the radio or to the web station. Um, also, uh, Nate's going to have some more uh, wax box breaking and yep. uh, wax pack unwrappings uh, on YouTube. So don't forget to check out our YouTube channel at the sports offensive a channel on YouTube. Yep. You can also find our main website with those videos and all of our shows at thesportsoffensive.com. You can subscribe to our shows, uh, the, the Alien Offensive, the Sports Offensive. We do these fantasy specials, and we also have uh, uh, JoJo, War Drummer Ways. Uh, all of those shows, past episodes, current episodes, can be found on thesportsoffensive.com. Did you say the Alien Offensive? I did. Okay. And uh, all these... Um, uh, can be subscribed to on Stitcher, iTunes, as a podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, the site we host on, which is Blog Talk Radio. If you can do us a huge favor, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and also it would be really cool if uh, you like our show, ask one friend to listen. Get us a couple more listeners. It would be fun uh, to expand our base. So, again, thanks so much for, for tuning in, and uh, we will see you all on the Sports Offensive on Saturday morning where we will recap the NFL draft. It's going to be a real good time. All right. Thanks, everyone. Offensive out.